Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. A little bit different this week. Unfortunately, poor Brad is out this week because he's unwell. So I'm taking the opportunity to publish a excellent interview that I had with our man in Japan associated with anime, Japanese culture, and quite a lot to do with mech or mecha. So enjoy whilst we talk about the mecha scene in general and Armoured Core 6 in particular. Today, we have a very special guest. We're speaking to Ollie Barda. And Ollie and I have been online friends for, who probably about 20 years or something like that. It's just pretty crazy. Yeah. So, uh, first off, how are you, Ollie? How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I mean, we used to write for NTSC UK, didn't we? We did. We did yes. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when you actually had to import games to play them, which is kind <laughs> of insane. But no, all I remember that was you, because you were in charge of all of the the final editorial in terms of the reviews, and you were like the gold standard of reviewing, which I loved. <laughs> no, you were very, very good. You were like easily one of the best editors that I've ever worked for, um, oh. because basically you made a good uh, bash of basically making the reviews like a lot more coherent and also sort of linguistically sound because a lot of us you know needed some help with that starting out but yeah no you you were always very nice about the stuff that I wrote which is always very good and yeah we were just talking about the whole kind of editorial thing it's just that because I've you know I've written professionally as well and generally a lot of the uh, editorial side tends to want to interfere and change what you want to say or talk about subjects you know they want you to cover Mm. whereas like where I am currently you know I don't get that. I get basically given a very broad remit, which is very cool. But anyway, sorry, I'm just kind of digressing already. <laughs> Not at all. No, no. Thanks for that. Um, I I, uh, I did enjoy that that time a lot, and I did enjoy the editorial side a great deal. And I don't get to write as much as I as I used to, which is a shame. But mm-hmm. I, I did. I'd liked kind of yeah, kind of shaping things for the house style and stuff like that. But um, not treading on people's individual voices as much as possible which is uh you know hard line to tread sometimes but is, though, is yeah a lot of the professional like well so-called professional editors i've worked for have been far less competent than you were <laughs> and more important they always tr- it wasn't so much about the voice it's like they often had their own sort of agenda of what they wanted to cover and you didn't do that. And that was, I thought, quite remarkable. And the more I look back on it, it's like how rare that was. And it really kind of annoys me that, you know, you were never, you should be allowed to like run some of these websites these days because you do a much better job than most of the editorials that are actually currently doing it. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. If I could find a way in and, and get paid a lot of money, then I would probably, probably do it. <laughs> Well, that first thing you're right there is it's unbelievably cliquey. Um, mm. And I, I had hoped it would have kind of changed over the years. But if, if anything, with, you know, the advent of online, it's only gotten worse somehow, um, yeah. which I think is a real waste and a shame because a lot of the gaming coverage is now being ousted quite rightly by, you know, people on streams and things. Because basically the authenticity that they bring to kind of reviewing games is sadly lacking in the normal traditional written press. Uh, it, it just frustrates me to watch that because it's it's an unnecessary way of becoming ob- obsolete, really. It's like you don't mm. need to do it that way. Funnily enough, on the podcast, when I was talking about uh, my first impressions of, of, uh, of Armored Core, of Pfizer Rubicon, 
I was saying, I went on to digress and talk about um, the internet binary and how it really upsets me that something has to be either completely perfect or it has it's absolutely terrible. And that kind of dominates the conversation. It's like a switch on, switch off kind of situation. I'm like, you know, it's fine that things are just OK or that you like them and recognize they're flawed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 variance there. There's a bit of nuance involved. And, and I don't, you know, that doesn't exist in a lot of things. And I agree that streaming, you know, and, and Twitch and stuff really helps with that because those natural reactions as they come out when people go, oh, you can do that. Oh, that's cool. Or, oh, God, that menu interface is terrible. It, these are natural mm-hmm. reactions and they, they can't really be taken back, which is has that level of honesty that you're talking about, I think. She's really good. Yeah. yeah. But I, the streamers are generally a lot... I think there's a lot more diversity of opinion with, you know, basically people who are playing the game or games in general. Whereas I think with a lot of the written press, there's kind of a, a weird agenda that they've already kind of made their minds up on something. And I and I think Armour Core 6 is an example of that because it's kind of interesting because... Um, I think a lot of the what Armored Core 6 is dealing with right now is coming off the coattails of Elden Ring. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's kind of weird because Armored Core 6 isn't that much of a deviation from the older Armored Core games. It's pretty much what an Armored Core game should be, bar a few little changes that are actually, you know, either accentuations of stuff that was already there or sort of an, an addition from another game. But mm. generally speaking, it is an Armored Core game. And it is very much an armored core game in terms of its structure and, you know, even right down to the people they got to do the mecha design. Um, Mm. But because of Elden Ring, it can't really be ignored anymore. So in that regard, it's like they're begrudgingly covering something that they really wish they wouldn't have to. Um, (laughs) And unfortunately, because or fortunately even, is because Elden Ring was quite a difficult game and, you know, the Souls games are quite difficult. Complaining about, you know, difficulty in a game like Armored Core is kind of not really an excuse anymore. And which is kind of funny because the Armored Core games were always, you know, challenging. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's lovely in a way to see a lot of these people having to deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Not have any kind of real excuses apart from, you know, Begr- you know begrudgingly admit this is actually a pretty good game yes they always have been pretty good games <laughs> some of them were terrible some of them were genuinely terrible but you know yeah. most of them were pretty good games yeah no it's it's interesting isn't it there's just i can't think of very many examples where a kind of a series has been like lampshaded back into the public consciousness by the success of something else they've done i mean I know it's kind of happening now with with Bungie and Marathon, which I think is another one of your big faves, isn't it? It's uh... yeah. I, I, well, the thing is, I don't know what they're gonna. Yes, it is. Marathon is one of my all time favorite, you know, game series. Yeah, good memory. No, don't, um, don't ask me how yeah. I remember these things. It's no, no, no. But I think mainly because it was a mixture of the the level design and then the utterly incredible writing. Um, mm. and it was you know really really well written. Um, and the the interesting thing was um, this new game. I don't think has any single player elements to it whatsoever. I think it's purely a, you know, PvP loot shooter. So yeah, we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, but the thing is, is from software has done this, you know, a lot over the years. Where you know, in some ways, Elden Ring's success was kind of a cumulative thing from the previous Dark Souls releases, Sekiro, Bloodborne. It kind of built up to that. Um, it didn't just kind of come out of nowhere. But what I find interesting, and I think was very smart on the part of From Software, because they published the, their own games in Japan, is they used the success of Elden Ring to kind of diversify and to get promotion for, a, you know, 
an, a previously overlooked series. So I think it was a very savvy move on their part from a business standpoint. Um, and yeah, it, it's selling decently. Um, I still think it's weird that they didn't promote the mecha designers. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that. I knew about who was doing mecha design for years. Obviously, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to ruin it. But um, it was very strange that they didn't promote that beforehand because on the previous games, they the mecha designers were an integral part of the game's promotion. And they they had a big kind of cachet behind it. So I don't know why that changed or why that was done differently. I was going to ask, like, like going right back to the beginning, what initially got you interested in Mecha and, and like, Mecha games sort of specifically? Uh, that's a very good question. So I think with all Mecha stuff, it kind of stems from anime. And uh, you see, I think Macross Plus would be a good good starting point because it kind of showed you that these were machines that had to be controlled and it was incredibly difficult and complicated and they had their own rule sets of how they worked and it was bespoke to that particular setting and story. So it was kind of like a narrative rabbit hole trying to figure out how this all worked. And then you figured out, oh, there's a guy that actually designs all of these and has to figure out how these things work in an imaginary sense, but they have to be consistent and all this kind of stuff. And then from a gaming standpoint, it was kind of an extension of that because basically it's like, well, a game itself is an abstract rule set of something you're trying to make that's either an allegory of something that's in the real world through a different functional viewpoint um, or something completely imaginary. And with the case of Mecha, because they have their own rule set that's kind of baked into how they're designed, so you know, form follows function, what they look like is what they can do, um, you end up with kind of like a double crunchy, you know, a game is an abstract uh, set of rules with another abstract set of rules within it. So I think it was because it was a really involved and complicated and difficult and interesting sort of premise to kind of want to be able to pilot something that doesn't exist, but you kind of have to figure out how it works. And each mecha is, or specifically each mecha game or each interpretation is functionally very different. So there was always this immense amount of variety and complexity, which was just very, very attractive. Yeah. So it's like virtual on which i think was probably one of the first ones that i really got into that plays nothing like how armored core plays this goes on to a whole other really interesting conversation about how mecha action games deal with targeting so with human related um because i've worked on things like gears of war and fortnite as a, as a game designer so i kind of have a bit of a back-end understanding of how some of this works so when when you have like human movement speeds and you know people walking around with guns um with a game, you have to have certain numbers of movement and targeting assists for things like a gamepad in order for it to work, for all, mm. in order for it to be manageable. And much of that is linked to the relative movement speeds of, you know, people. So, you know, I'm Master Chief, but I'm running around against other humanoid aliens and I'm shooting them. But the speed you're walking at is at most running speed. So those assists have to work within that velocity-based framework. Yeah. But with mecha you're moving at speeds 10 times or 100 times that um so those particular um you know movement and you know targeting assists break down so you need something a lot more potent in terms of the assists to help um players track the targets so virtually there are basically two main solutions kind of back in the 90s when they had to deal with this problem and one of them was virtual which basically used um, when you dashed and then fired it would then auto track and then fire in the direction of your opponent yeah. um, 
because of the relative movement, you had to kind of predict where they were going to be. So it was kind of like wrong footing tennis, but in reverse. And the other one was, was Armored Core, which basically had a targeting window. So if you got an enemy within range into that targeting window, the weapon would then track the target and you'd be able to hit it. Now, in Armored Core 6, they've basically combined both versions, finally. Um, so you have the normal old school armored core you know you put the weapon you know the target window over the enemy and it locks on for you and then you also have the target assist which actually manually uh not automatically locks you on and then you orbit around it the interesting thing like they did a cool trade-off which is the target assist version uh has slightly less best slightly less good tracking than the manual version so there is mm. actually you can keep up with it manually go for it but i actually think that the target assist like, that's technically the only really what I would call new thing to Armored Core 6 in terms yeah. of the actual functionality. The rest of it is just pretty much old school Armored Core. But the way that they implemented it, because some of the people are saying, oh, no, it looks just like Souls. It's like, no, 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 it predates Souls. And specifically, um, it's an implementation that's taken from another series of From Software games called Another Century's Episode. But yeah, so yeah, yeah the, it, the, the actual s the system and the setup they're using actually predates Souls um, by a good few years so but yeah so i think that's kind of yeah. the only really new thing but it's not new to from software because they used this kind of setup in other games previously um, and it's definitely not new to mecha gaming so uh, what i find really interesting is like a lot of people are trying to look at armor core 6 through the lens of the souls games and elden ring and they're having a really tough time understanding <laughs> so yeah so yeah. I, I tangent again my apologies no 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 it's cool no it brings up you know more questions as well so like the way that i from a non-technical in terms of you know game design and de game development sort of perspective the way that i've looked at it and been playing it is um what i feel that the best mecha games do which is it first off it gives you that sense of weight it gives you that sense of inertia um mm. of using momentum and that you're battling gravity and the also the the variance the difference between being you know groundbound and being airbound uh you know airborne and the amount of power and control that you have in those two different sort of environments and what is really great and fascinating about it is yeah kind of managing and maintaining you know as i say velocity inertia conscious of like the change in enemy position the size and and the capability of what you're facing making those adjustments on the fly whilst also keeping in mind the amount of power you have available and mm. that's a lot of things to balance and and my perspective on on the genre as a whole is that's probably the reason why there aren't more mecha games They're certainly not in the west i know it's yeah it's different yeah so this is the thing is, is there are loads of mecha games it's just for some reason a lot of them don't get released outside of japan yeah. um We've had, we, I mean, in the last 10 years alone, we've had loads, but a lot of them are like landlocked, um, which is mm. weird. I don't really understand that. I mean, some of them, and all they just don't get covered, which is weird. Um, so like mm. Gundam Extreme Maxi Boost On is one of the best games that's been released on any, any console for decades. Um, and that has an amazing arcade heritage, which again stems from Virtualon in terms of its functional origins. Um, and then you've got, you know, more recently, which is SD Gundam Battle Alliance, which almost plays identically to Armored Core 6 in terms of the whole lock-on staggering, um, you know, uh, cycling through your weapons, trying to get, you know, um, airborne and use your melee weapons a lot more overtly. Um, what else? I mean, you've got the Metal Wolf Chaos remake, you've got Border Break, 
you got the Gundam Battle Operation games, Daemon X Machina, which was on Switch and Steam. And then you have like the meta genre itself, which is things like you got the Front Mission games getting re-released. You then got Super Robot Wars V, X, T and 30, which all got given international releases, which is kind of insane. Uh, yeah. Mech Warrior. Five, and then you got both Titanfall games, which again, again, I mean, they're very Western mecha games, but the origins for those are very much Japanese in terms of how the mecha work. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is either the same thing, like a lot of mecha games just don't get the coverage, and I really still don't understand to this day why that is the case, um, yeah. or they just don't get released outside of Japan. And I think part of the problem is that the press just don't want to cover it and i still don't know why but in the case of arm course they didn't really have a choice which i think is absolutely wonderful because you know they couldn't <laughs> ignore it, which was brilliant yes so. yeah absolutely no and, and quite rightly as well because it's an excellent game and it it took me a while to get into because i'm, a, I'm not a big fan of the souls born games so i don't mm. like that uh, i'm not criticizing them i i know they're excellent games but that there is a mindset there's a kind of uh, I want to be broken over and over again. <laughs> and then when I win, when I achieve victory, it's because I've been driven to my absolute extreme, mm. which is really good. You know, it's a great philosophy in, in a game, but it's not one that I particularly enjoy. But like Armour Core have always, always had like a real, not prescriptive, but you have to follow a path of sort of not least resistance, but of best sort of best yeah. build to get yeah no, i mean yeah that that's always been an armored core thing and if anything the soul mm. the soul games got it from the armored core games because the yeah. armored core predate souls but I'm, I'm kind of on the same page when it comes to the souls games in general i mean the only souls games i really enjoyed i think was probably demon souls and the remake i thought was amazing mainly because it had so many good quality of life changes mm. elden ring i thought good but um you know i didn't really kind of jive with it so much um but a lot of souls when it came out demon souls um it was really weird because like so much of it there was elements from armored core which was kind of odd um which i thought was kind of interesting because it, i mean the origins for the souls games technically come from like the shadow tower and the kingsfield games mm. but through basically how they made the armored core games so it was kind of weird um but yeah the, the demon souls i mean i like demon souls a lot basically um but the yeah armored core 6 is kind of it's kind of you have to use normally the right build in the right situation though at the moment some people are saying that the meta is pretty simple because when you get to a certain point in the game you just need two um gatling guns and two grenade launchers and then you're done you can just basically finish the game with that configuration which is mostly true actually um yeah. Yeah. but i actually think the balancing on this time around it's a bit bit on the simpler side but uh, they're going to fix that in various patches in the future. So it's this is kind of a typical thing with Armour Core. Like when Armour Core 4 came out and then for answer, like the balancing on that when it first launched was just terrible. So they then <laughs> fixed multiple patches. And then with Armour Core 5 and Verdict Day, they were just constantly patching the game to kind of fix a lot of the, the meta. So mm. it's kind of really interesting because a lot of the guys that I used to play with Verdict Day a lot are playing Armour Core 6 and they're just saying, the game's broken. <laughs> so, which I find yeah. hilarious. But they know that um, a lot of this stuff's going to get fixed because, you know, From Software did it last time. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the kind of the, the belly aching screaming about some of this stuff online is kind of, yeah, you, yeah, just give it time. They'll just fix it. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it will probably develop enough of a community to to hang around long enough for that to have a, a, the positive impact uh, that, it, that it deserves. Even with Birthday, you know, which didn't have as big a community as this. I mean, they from software were you know very diligently patching it, you know, a lot. Um, so yeah. I, I fully expect that they're going to be doing something similar with this. So yeah, they are yeah. all about the long tail, definitely. Yeah. So one thing that I uh, spotted that I I'm not sure anyone else has really mentioned is that the thing that it, it reminds me most of from the last few years is ace combat and yeah. particularly the, the most recent one ace combat 7 and i was wondering what were your thoughts were have you played much of that and do you think there's a, no, no, a similarity? I, I, I played and finished that i love the ace combat games um and i'm all about the was it the the strike wyvern which you unlock after the oh. you know, the campaign um yeah. no the the ace combat games were always kind of a bosom buddy of the old armored core games as well a lot of the ps2 games were actually very influential i think there was a kind of a fair bit of cross-pollination so the ace combat games in terms of the mission structure and everything um like the whole general flow of like taking the right weapons into combat getting the right plane for the right mission it's a, you know it is it's i would say like the back-end garage part of ace combat is a lot more streamlined and straightforward compared mm. to armored um, I actually still think that's one of the biggest problems that Armour Corps has is like in Armour Corps 6, they do a good job of actually explaining what you need to do in the missions, which is actually pretty typical of the older games. But I still think they needed something in the garage, like a, a mechanic that would basically help you to figure out, you know, for this mission, you're going to need this configuration or at least point you in the right direction. Um, yeah. Because I think people that got stuck on Balteus, which I think is like the first chapter boss, like if you've got the right build for that, um you can take him down pretty quickly um and you, you need to know like okay so with the os tuning i need to have a weapon hanger so i can use a laser blade so i can switch from a pulse gun to a laser blade when i stun him and then i can do damage and you know it's just there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that you know you know what to do but unfortunately it's kind of like the way it teaches you is it like beats you over the head and you have to learn the long way round. and i actually <laughs> yeah. kind of think that was a bit of a Bit of because I think that's one of the problems that you know I think also in the first like the first level, like it doesn't really explain to you what's going on and it's trying to teach you but it's trying to teach you it's like a silent teacher where you know this is the test but I'm not going to tell you how to do it which I think is a bit of a I think it's a bit unfortunate they did it that way but once you've unlocked everything I mean yeah you can just destroy everything pretty much um it's a lot of it is the game is trying to teach you stuff um. I think for the last, for all, because the game has three endings, not to spoil anything, and each of the bosses really are just a damage race, really. Um, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you can kind of look for openings, but to be honest, by the end of the game, and, and to be honest, by the end of the third playthrough, I mean, you can just destroy the boss in, like, 30 seconds. It's kind of ridiculous, actually. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of frustrating, because when, you, when, you, when I played it through the first time, it's like some of those bosses were pretty annoying, because it's like I physically couldn't do enough damage in the time I had. And I had to figure out what is the quickest way I can impart the most amount of damage to this thing. Um, and then by the end of the game, it's like I can actually do so much damage. It's <laughs> the OP. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of got that um, you know, Grand Trismo thing a little bit. It's also a little bit different. It is the linear OS tuning upgrades 
those do kind of break things a bit. It's yeah. it's kind of a new team that's working on this, and they were trying to re you know kind of reimagine what the old Armor Core games, and they were like I'd say eighty five percent on like that's what an Armored Core game is, and there's a few extra tweaks that they've done that are kind of inspired by Armored Core or inspired by other mecha games that they've made. So yeah, I was just going to say it's got that Gran Turismo thing of of going back in redoing yeah. races in, in gt to like get extra credit so you can ridiculously overtune your spec I and then think older games um, did that a lot better though because i do yeah. feel like by the end of the third playthrough it's like your build almost doesn't matter um yeah. which i do think is a bit of a shame um i actually got to play the game like a month before it got released um for like a behind you know closed doors thing and i yeah. remember going against that first boss for the first time and going are they serious this is the first <laughs> level i think i i think i i'm not i think i actually killed it first time but um i remember thinking that is gonna really like limit a lot of people they're gonna have a really tough time with that they're not gonna follow what you need to do yeah um, like the learning curve on that just first mission is just silly um so yeah they could have just they they could have done a couple of things they could have i think a no fail state would have been a good idea um or you know a a kind of time limited thing or one of those deliberate loss kind of you know first missions like in the first like level of demon souls you you fight the phalanx and it kills you i mean you can technically defeat it but it kills you and then it gets sends you to the nexus so dying is actually how you progress and that's kind of like the soul. I thought that was going to be like a concession to the Souls games. Like you start a mission that's really hard and then you have to start the game proper after that. Um, but no, it was a proper because I watched other journalists like having to play through that level like five or six times in Japan. I mean, these are Japanese journalists that are familiar with the Armor Core games and they, <laughs> they got really stuck and they couldn't figure out how to how to kill it. And yeah, it was just like, why are we doing this? Uh, the thing is, I, I was just like, why would they force you to fight this impossible boss? Um, so, yeah, I, I found that kind of hilarious at the same point, but also kind of a bit of a a bit of a blunder because it definitely pissed off a lot of people on Steam as far as I can see. Yeah, exactly. That's great. I have loads more I could talk about, but unfortunately I'm going to have to go back to work. So well, <laughs> apologies about that no 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 it's it's cool so i want to leave it on on a on a a question that is probably going to be really hard to answer but um what would you what would your ideal mecha game look like oh there's already a few of those so um first virtual on armor core master arena um armor core three silent line um they're all very different i suppose and armor core verdict day steel battalion the first one on xbox and yeah, Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. Seriously, you, you should buy that on PS4. It works beautifully on PS5. One of the best mecha games made at least in the last decade, with a serious amount of arcade, you know, heritage behind it. It's a proper thoroughbred multiplayer game. That really good. But yeah, no, there's so many. I mean, in terms of mecha action games, those are definitely the ones, and they all kind of have a different interpretation. Like Steel Battalion is very much a simulation. Um, and then obviously, you know, if you want to look at more like the tactical RPGs, you know, I love the front mission games. Um, I love uh, Super Robot Wars games. Super Robot Wars 30 was amazing. Super Robot Wars T and X are probably my favourite of the recent ones. But um, but yeah, there's so many to choose from. Um, so many good stuff at the moment. But yeah, no, cool. 
a lot of like the older Armour Core games. I mean, I kind of put Armour Core Six sort of it's it's a kind of a solid Armored Core game. It's not a bad one. It's a good one, but it's not the best as far as how I look at it. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I I'm enjoying my time with it. Um, no, it's a good it's, game. I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah. I'm taking time with it i've unlocked everything i've done all the endings i've found all the hidden weapons found all the combat logs the last thing i'm doing is just chipping away at the x rank uh, s ranks and then that's literally the last thing i'm going to do yeah. so I'm, I'm just s ranking the game now because i'm a completionist and that's it so. <laughs> excellent well thanks for your time it's really no been a, a good chat and uh yeah hopefully many more um good armor core and copies to come because i can never have too many mecha games so yeah no me either <laughs> so yeah thanks to you yeah take it easy take care bye you too bye bye bye